When Michael got home, Patricia insisted he go to bed. At first, he couldn't sleep. His mind was racing a hundred miles an hour. It raced from what happened to Toby and Patrick, then what happened to Emmett, then back again. Finally, sleep came, although it was not a restful sleep. Dreams and nightmares fleeted through his mind and crashed into each other. When he woke up, the sun was just coming up or it was going down. He wasn't sure. Day and night had begun to blur together while he was watching Patrick. What time is it? He asked Patricia, who was sitting in her chair doing some darning. It's about 6 a.m., I would say. I just heard the milkman pass by. How long have you been awake? Oh, not long, long. Just enough to darn one's sock. Did I wake you up? I feel like I've been tossing and turning all night. No, you were fine. Other memories were interrupting my sleep. Memories of what? asked Michael, now fully awake and curious. It was nothing, Patricia said, then quickly went back to her darning. I think it was more than nothing. I'd like to know, please. I was just remembering the men I cared for during the war. You never talk about that time. To be honest, it was a time I'd rather forget. The memories are not pleasant. I saw too many old men and young boys hit with cannon fire, screaming for their mothers and cursing God as sergeants who were so tiredly could barely stand operating on them. Sometimes I thought those who died straight away were the lucky ones. Many who made off the battlefield would linger for days, never fully waking up, but not sleeping either. I would hold their hand, and if they did wake up, I would take on letters to their sweethearts, wives and mothers, and tell them they would be fine. Most of the time, we both knew it was a lie, but it was a lie they wanted to hear, and I wanted to tell. Patricia was quiet, as in deep thought. Michael was transfixed by her story, realizing Patricia was a lot stronger than she appeared. You should be proud of what you did. I guess part of me is, but mostly I wish it was something I never had to do. Did you learn about cleaning wounds during the war? No, I heard a young doctor talk about it one day, and for some reason it made sense to me, although I can't tell you why. The one thing I did know when I looked at Patrick's wound was I couldn't leave it the way it was. Danny came in looking very frustrated. Do you know you have a very stubborn youngest son? So I've heard. I've also heard his older brother's a bit of a mulehead, too. So what happened? He decided he needed to see Autumn and say he was sorry. You didn't leave, let him leave, did you? No, we managed to keep him there in bed, although I came close to knocking him out. Well, that would have been a fine headline. Future priest knocks out badly wounded brother. Well, I didn't. But St. Patrick had mercy on me. I wanted to. He's all, is he all right there? Can Gillespie handle him? I'm not sure if Gillespie can, but I'm sure if Megan and Cassidy can. Cassidy? 
Yes, she's Big Patrick's youngest child. She came to Big Patrick's place when you were hurt. Michael just nodded. He sort of remembered her, but not really. That home time was a bit of a haze.